Let's see how many hit points I have. I'm just making a new character. It's fine. Oh, yeah, everyone, check your hit points. Everyone, check your spells. Sure I, have, I have four. <laughs> I know you have four. <laughs> I didn't believe you. Spells or hit points? Uh, how many spells do you have left, Willow? I think you said I, you had two. I actually have two spell slots left because I used the ring and I used my rod. Oh, I'll, I'll use your rod. Oh. Oh. Right. oh. I better go get my summer shandy ready. Yeah, I'm gonna need to go grab a beer. I had a beer. I'd have a beer. Damn it. Today we're drinking Chai Pumpkin from Ithaca Beer Company. Nice. Chai Pumpkin. Yep, it's uh, it's not great, but... <laughs> it exists. But that'll do. I, uh, I had that'll do. Well, I wanted to try... So I'm mad because there was a pumpkin beer that actually sounded really good that I just missed. It was their seasonal beer, so this was their actual seasonal beer. So I got it. Todd, what's the the joke of the session? Oh, why are you asking me? That's your job. I was about to ask Noah, though, I, actually. I edit the episodes. Your job is to figure out the joke. I want it to deflect. Todd, you know that 80% of my jokes are cups are bad. They are now. You, you, you put a censor on me for saying cum. That's not true. We had a whole episode called CPM. It's why we don't have an audience. They get to let, they get to set episode two, and they're like, "This is not what I thought it was going to be." <laughs> My brother in Christ, you're literally the one who titles the episodes. So, well, we, what would you have titled that episode? Todd, cut this next part out. Jeez, not bad though. ready our heroes having traveled from england to ireland on their quest that based on the questionnaire i sent out no one actually understands the overarching plot to this campaign but you four have traveled to ireland on your quest to secure the primal rifts gateways to the elemental planes which provide balance here in the material plane but across your journey you have seen that balance shift as forces from beyond the veil other planes the demons of the abyss the devils of the nine hells the ageless blood war now finding its way through the plains to your home. The four of you find yourself deep within the primal rift of air, colloquially known as the soul wind to the elven society that live around it. You have followed a trail that has haunted your companion, Varys, for about 200 years. A trail that has led you here face to face 
with the keeper of the Elven histories here in the Soul Wind, Lord Calendell. It's evident that he's attempting to corrupt this planar rift. However, it was told to you by an assumed servant of his. Someone you four have tangled with in the past, Prudence Weird, the Night Hag, that he plans to take all this power for himself. Leaving Sirov the Uniter, who, it has been revealed, is Varys' brother, to find his own ways to permeate the material plane with his abyssal presence. But here, atop the Crystal Keep, deep within the Soul Wind, our party battles against Kalendo, who attempts to corrupt these large standing stones atop this crystal palace, this library of elven lore and history. Aided by Varys' father, Garrett Gallandell, the ab- abjurationist who dedicated much of his life following the incidents in Dublin 200 years prior, has dedicated his life to assisting Silas Stormhall, Balthiel, your grandfather, in developing a tool that would restore the balance of the material plane of Gaia, your planet. And now that his research has been passed to you, Balthio. He took it upon himself to aid the four of you against Kalendell. Kalendell berated you for with necromancy and insults, and upon a final blow against Garrett Kalendell, before he fell, his final words to you, Varys, I wish I could have done more. To which your father, now limp in Kalendell's hands, is insulted further. He says, You know, ever since I took your eyes, I never did understand how you could escape and leave that thing behind. And to which that thing being Envy, the deadly sin, as they take control of Garrick's assumed body, the eyes go yellow, his voice fills the air, cutting through the wind which swirls around you for pulling your own life essence away from you into the soul wind. He made a deal. And with that, we will begin. We will return to our combat on Envy's turn. This baseline. Am I at a Three Days Grace concert? <laughs> As Envy through your father's eyes, Ferris, says this, he vanishes into a puff of gray smoke 
You see Kellendel's hands just outstretched into nothingness. To which Envy appears um, above you, Garrick, or Gardor. And he appears on top of this standing stone, and you see three motes of black fire swirl in his hands as he sends all three directly at Kellendel. You see him float to the side as one sails past him and two more impact him. Kalendell looks up and just begins to laugh and laugh, bringing us to turn 20 in our initiative. Who would like to roll a d4 for me? I got this. You got, got this. I got this. Okay. Look at D4 right here. Four. Four. That's what I remember. Nice. I mean, maybe. I don't know if good high is good. Ferris <laughs> Gallandell. You dead. As you watch your father say these words to you in this just very instant transition as Envy takes over. You almost miss the Black Icker from the Tarlings that you and your companions have taken care of thus far. This Black Icker and ooze is bubbling around your feet and beginning to rise. Um, Ferris, can you roll another d4 for me? It's a three. Three, you say? A three. Three. You see arms and grins begin to form from this black ichor swirling around you. As you find yourself in a horde of tarlings that are beginning to reach up and swat at you and begin to try to bite at you. I'm flying, right? No, you would have dropped to the ground because your father died. Um, yes, get Okay. So, I'm gonna make four attack rolls against you as this horde is just swatting at you. I don't, I don't like that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you shouldn't. And you have more AC than God, and these things honestly aren't that strong. So, the only one close enough, maybe, is a 24 hit. Yes. Okay. You will take... 12 necrotic. Ooh. Yeah. You're able to swat, you slice through a couple, it's a frenzied combat as you fight for your life, trying to assess what just happened. But, following that, Gardor with both yell on deck. <laughs> oh, possessed envy, or envy possessing. Who did begin attacking Kalendale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he also just 
summon Tarlings on top of Garrick. No, that was... That just seemed... You have no... No NPC caused that. What was the first D3 huh. that Chris rolled? That was to determine who the Tarling spawned on. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, I like, looking around. And... Uh... I, I, for a second, I just kind of decide on what to do, and as I decide on what to do, I'm like, Edvi, you bitch, you're my prisoner, and I, like, <laughs> actually like, run away from where he is. <laughs> but, well, no, I, I, I kind of get closer to the pillar that he's he's near, but once again, these uh, corrupted pillars, I'm going to go ahead and try to spell magic against this one. Uh, no, this one. Top left. What level? Uh, four. Okay. Uh, could you roll me your wisdom check? Fifteen. You push out this energy in a wave, and it crashes into the pillar. Willow, you actually duck underneath, even though you realize oh. that it's harmless to you. And you oh. watch you watch as this lightning crackles and swirls and begins to vom, vom, vom. It sparks one more time, but you are able to just cleanse this standing stone, Gardor. Ah. Yeah, buddy. As I what layer this is in. And then uh, I guess as my bonus action, my spiritual weapon attacks the tar that it's the tarlings that are surrounding yeah. Varus. You wanna swing or take your attack goal? Of course. Hey, that's funny. Oh hell yeah, how much damage? That'll be max die plus die eight plus Seven is fifteen plus my wisdom mod, right? I never hit with this thing anymore. Plus wisdom mod, yes, at fifteen. Nineteen. Nineteen damage. Couple things happen. First, you hear a shout from Envy above you. Priest, I sat in a cell for two hundred years. You really think I was fucking weak? But, Varys, you're swinging, you're pushing these tarlings. One grabs you and pulls you to the ground almost. You take a knee. You see its mouth open, almost comically large, and begin to descend towards you. And you just see this glowing mace just pierce right through the back of the tarling's head through its open mouth as it explodes. And it swings out, taking two more tarlings with it. Oh fuck! Thanks, Gardor. Anything else, Gardor? I use my free action to glare menacingly at Envy. Oh, feel. Uh, on my turn, I take my first death save. It's an 18. What a success! Oh fuck! I forgot Paulfield's down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is kind of a character. He's just like homing in on Envy, so I'll take it. Moving on. 
Mm. Alright, so you succeed. You guys Ooh, watch. We should hide Death Saves. He pushes saves. himself up a little bit. Oh, uh, we can hide. How just... do we feel about that? Okay, I can hide my Death Saves. We mean? should do that. That makes it more tense. It means don't tell anyone if you passed or failed your Death Save. I'll just update it on my character sheet, that's fine. Until you either gasp to life or die. Well, then. Watch as Paul Thiel tries to push himself off the ground and back onto the ground. At the end of your turn, Balthiel, anything else? I can't do anything, right? So. Yeah. At the end of your turn, Calendo is going to. Oh, no, he can't move. Um, he is going to begin casting an Abjuration spell. As he starts to pull the purple energy that is swirling around all of you, and he pulls it towards himself and extends his arms out, and you counter see spell. him. Are you going to counter spell? Yeah. What level? Uh, four. Uh, you don't have fourth level spell. Wait, slot. three. Do you have? Oh, it's okay. Sorry, it's fine. Ring. Uh, no, I already used the one in my ring, but it's all right. So it's fine. It's a level five. You're able. You can see that he's forming a shield around himself, and it begins to take form. And in the purpling energy that's swirling, you can just watch as green and gold cracks are forming through it, and it shatters. And you guys can just see Willow holding various bleeding wounds on themselves. One hand pointed out towards them as they say. Not oh, what today. do you say is new? Yep. Sorry, I didn't know you were talking about. Not, I don't not have yesterday. Not yesterday. <laughs> at the top of the combat, at the top of the initiative. You guys watch as more of your energy gets drawn away from you uh, by the soul wind. Um, you each will lose two hit points, and then you will also lose two from your maximum. I believe this brings us to a total of ten that you've been dogged. Eleven. Uh, Eleven? Twelve. I thought it was ten. I've been I keeping track of my right? notes. It's eleven. Uh, then I okay. guess I've been doing my math wrong. I have eight docked right now. That's alright. And at the top of the combat, Willow, what would you like to do? Alright, I'm gonna run over to Balthiel and cast Spare the Dying. It's just like, come on, buddy. Okay, it stabilizes him. He's still not conscious. And then I'm gonna use a bonus action to turn back into a bear. Could be a dick, but I, you know, I won't. But alright, you're a bear. Counterspell the. No, I was gonna say, well, technically Balthiel is a construct now. I know, I was gonna ask that, but yeah, he counts as I didn't want to. He, presses, want to he presses the reset button on the back of Balthiel. So the, my question is, I have zero hit points, uh, but what is that? So I can't do anything, though. Yeah, but you don't have death saves anymore. Okay. And I'm gonna, before, as I'm turning into a bear, I'm gonna yell to Gardor, just like, he needs help. Needs it. Uh, can we see Envy? I'm still glaring at Envy. Yeah, Envy's perched on top of this pillar. Um, black fire swirling around them. Um, Garrick's gray robes flapping in the wind. And I tell Gardor, we're gonna have to talk about that later. 
Are you a bear now? I'm a, I'm a bear now, so I'm You just visibly see some, like, hot air, like, expel from my nostrils. That's when... I'm a bear now, and I have some hit points again. Um, you ran towards... He's in the air, just so you know. Yeah, Elendil's flying. That's fine, I, I just need some hit points. Ferris, you find yourself in a horde of tarlings, and just so you're aware, you're effectively grappled within the horde. Like, you can kind of move at half movement if you really want to try, but... Okay, and how many are the horde? How many did you say there were? So, it is numerous. Numerous. You're effectively fighting a pile of hit points. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I would only have 15 move speed. Alright. This stinks. You um, could. Well, I can get rid of devilish resistance. You couldn't have rolled a 3, Chris? Come on. I was going to say, if you get to the edge you can use your action to make a strength check to escape the horde, but it's your prerogative on what you want to do. Let's see... This is not what I planned at all, so I'm really having to... change. Um... You said that it's necrotic damage? Yep. Alright. As these Torlings are corrupted souls pulled from the soul wind, you would assume they're undead. So if I did like an AoE attack, how many would it affect? Is a whore, is what it like one do? creature? Like if I did like no, just, um, just tell me what burning you want to do. Don't worry about if the I did, like, If I did like burning hands in front of me, what would happen? Are you casting burning hands? The whole horde won't be in the cone of your burning hands, but it will subject a, a percentage of them to your spell. Ah, uh, then no. I'll just uh, lay about me with my sword. So I'll just kind of flail and try and hack at the okay. little beasties at my feet. You want to make two attacks? Sure thing, Jellybean. That is plus 11. Oh, 19. So close. So I got a 30 for my first one. Uh, and then 19 for the second one. They're both, you're, you're hitting everything you swing at, so how much damage? Okay. So the first one is 1d8 plus 6. Where's my 8? Shit. 7, so 13 for the first one. And then 11 for the second one. Um, and the sword is on fire, so they have to, um, and that does an extra 2d6 per attack. Is there the risk of them catching on fire? Uh, no, it just says they take fire damage. Okay. That was, that was smite last time. So the first one's 15. Second one, one. Jesus, I rolled all ones. Is thirteen. So twenty-eight total. All right. 
You're hacking and slashing, and you watch as Gardor's spirit mace joins you. You feel like you guys have knocked this horde down by about a quarter now. Because you're watching, especially you, Varys, you're watching as this tar just is swelling out over the edge of the keep and running down the side, getting ripped up by the wind. Anything else? Nope, that'll do it. Da -da. Calendale is going to fly up to the top of this. How high is that? Um, the t these are about 15 feet tall. Okay. 15 feet tall and actually... 5, 10. They're about 15 feet wide. About between 20 and 30 feet tall, these giant stones. As he takes his place up there, yeah, we're gonna watch as he pulls his arm back and holds it up in the air, and you watch as the purple energy is amassing in this ball form, and he begins to lob it down towards, uh, particularly Gardor and Willow, as this bear is charging towards him, and as the ball impacts, it hits the ground, shrinks for a moment, and purple fire blasts out, and can Willow and Gardor give me dexterity saving throws? How dexterous I could, but will I? Is the question. Now, interesting. I need to roll some damage. 17. You said wisdom, right? Yeah, no, dexterity. No, oh, dexterity. Ah! Off the table. Fifteen. Oh, wait. Saving to. Oh, still fifteen. Okay. Willow? Seventeen. You will both fail Bruh. as you take thirty fire damage. Bruh. That's all oh, I have for you. Go I have a uh, soul of the forge because it's half. Yeah. Okay. Ulthiel, you are also taking thirty damage. All right, I'm I'm dead again. <laughs> well, heck, you have was, yet to die. I'm well, yeah, I, I'm I'm, I'm unconscious. Like, no I, I have to make I have to make death saving throws again. I'm say, also at he, minus thirty hit points. I know, I know. Is he now unstabilized, Chris? I would think so, because he got attacked. I think so? That's actually a good I was, question. I'm I was just going to leave him stabilized, but negative 43. But I'm... I, uh... Well... I was at zero because of Spare the Dying. Does it reduce you back to zero? It's, it says your hit points are... The, their hit points are zero. No, it says if you have zero hit points... You oh... So you're now at negative 43, but I was just going to leave you at... Gotcha. Unless... That's I don't... Yeah, now I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Stabilized creature attack. Let's see what people tells us. As a stable creature, any damage it suffers causes at least... Okay, you actually do have a second failed saving throw now. But... I but I Oh that's right, yeah. So I, I take so I take a failed saving throw. 
and the yeah. damage, but it doesn't say that you're unstabilized. So that just yeah, means just that if you get hit again, you're dead. No, because I I passed get... my first saving throw. I got an eighteen. If you get hit two, if you get hit two more times, you're, you're right. dead. But yes. you don't have to be the, the no, throws. Right. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about saves, but you do have a failed again. Okay. But um. He tried to use a spear. He has. He does have legendary actions again. Um. Envy shouts openly to just everyone. If he gets all four of these stones, that's a lot of dead elves. And Envy is going to hurl more fire at Kalendel. And. Pull some dice. He's only going to hit one of these, as Kalando actually uses his reaction to throw up a shield. At initiative 20. How many hit points did you take out of the horde? Alright, the horde is still going to take four attack rolls against you, Varus. And you're... You fend off. You're just like shoving back, slicing through. Possibly numb, possibly filled with rage. Who knows? Gardor. What would you like to do? Is Balthiel classified as a construct? I believe they count as both. In the same way that a Azimar counts as a celestial and a humanoid. Okay, so. But. I'm gonna send you something then. I'm gonna circle what I'm uh, talking about. This whisper is brought to you by Blind and Kugel, Summer Shandy. Turn on your camera, you coward. Oh, has my camera been off this whole damn time? Yeah. <laughs> this this whisper is brought mm. to you by Noah's hat. It's green and gray, and John's eating pizza. I'll do all the ad reads because I'm dead. I don't get to do anything this episode. No, you're uh, good. You're good, Chris. He counts as both a humanoid and a construct. Alright. Cool. Um. Yeah. Do this shit. Fuck that you Um I, I finally end my glare at Envy as he talks about uh the the pillars and him trying to corrupt them. And I was like fine, I finally kind of break away and I see Bothiel laying on the ground as I cast heal. On him. Oh, he's And you dead. receive 70 hit points. Let's go. Positive. And that is my only level 6 spell slot, so... Good luck, everyone. <laughs> positive, positive 37. 37. What like? 37. That's what I thought. As you slam life back into your companion... And then my bonus action, my spiritual weapon once again. Beats 
tries to beat some... It's actually 35, because I got the minus 2 from the lair action. But that would be a something to hit. 18. Oh, yeah. Oh, for a D8. Once, once again, almost like Yondu's arrow. Was that, was that the attack or the damage that you just gave me? That was the attack, so damage is 7. Oh, okay. No, you're still able to... Like, Yondu's arrow, your mace is just... Just whipping around this horde. Just swerving around bears as he spins fire, like, lashing out through the horde. They're melting left and right. You're... You have sheared off a quarter now of this horde. But while that's going on, Gardor, you pull... You, like reach out with your arms and you pull some of this purple energy swirling around you guys towards you it ignites in gold and you slam your mace into the ground as you watch gold and light arc through the surface of the palace and shoot up through ball as he pushes himself up onto one knee looking around on your turn ball with willow on deck Uh, this is worse than the Feywild. I reach out and collect the Amethyst Crystal that used to be Gizmo, stash it in one of my pouches, and then I uh, pull a little gadget out of my other pouch and whip it in the direction of uh, Lord Kellendell as I cast Vortex Warp, and he needs to make a constitution saving throw. Cast at level 2. What's your spell save, DC? 17. Constitution, he's proficient. He will pass. Fuck! Interesting, because I'm going to cast Silvery Barbs. Okay. Um. Let's re-roll that. I know what Silvery which... Barbs does. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to give myself advantage. Fuck. As ah. he only rolls 2 lower than his last... Hey, you should be at 70 HP. Uh, the negative is only yeah. about dying. Negative oh. is only about dying. Okay. Once That's you're healed, it counts as being healed from zero. Hell yeah. Um, well, after that fails, then Ballfield backs up over here, and that's 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 what I got, guys. That's pretty good, bud. At the end of your turn, Ballfield. Kalendell is going to begin casting a necromancy spell as he attempts to corrupt another pillar. And natural 18, he re-corrupts this northwestern one. And I'm bare. I can't do anything. I don't think you're bare. You took 30 hit, 30 damage. 30 uh, bear is 34. Okay, bear is 34. And that's corrupted. Bear Willow, what would you like to do? Bear Willow is going to run up to the pillar and then just start shimmying up it. I can... One second, let me see how far up I can yeah. get. So that's 11, and I can get about 20 feet up. I mean, do you have climbing speed? Yeah, it's 30. Okay, yeah, yeah. You can. you're scraping your way up towards them. 
Uh, and since I don't have an action, I'm just gonna let out a very fierce roar just to fuck with him. But also, I'm thinking because the way he's at the top, and I'm only 20 feet up, he doesn't have a clean light of sight on me. You could definitely assume that. Um, I'm gonna mansplain one thing, just because it's a new class feature. You do have a bonus yep. action to choose to heal yourself in wild shape. Fuck yeah! I'm gonna do that. Yep, so take a look at your Circle of the Moon features. I think you get 2d8 per spell slot level. Yeah, yeah I'm reading. But I'll just assume you're doing that, so add that health. Um, but it is oh. the top of the round. Oh. Oh man. Willow, how much health did your bear have? Four. You actually... Don't do this. I'm not gonna do it. Heal yourself, don't worry about it. Just deduct four <laughs> from it. Because technically you would have never made it. You would have been out of your bear shape at the beginning of your turn because you would have lost four hit points. Anyway. Uh... Everyone else, as well, is also losing four hit points. Bitch. From total oh. and current. Oh. He has two corrupted stones. You're losing six and all. Fuck. So, you'll lose the hit points and also take it off your next. So, sorry about that whole tangent. Varys, what would you like to do? Uh, first, I would like to take off my four hit points. Six. Then... Six? Yeah. It's 1d4 for every Corrupted Stone. Six? Yep. Fucking right kid. What the fuck? Um, is it an action? Like, so I, I would move to the edge, and then is it an action to pull myself free? Or am I just free after I get out? You will have to take an action to break the grapple. They will make a contested strength check against the Horde as they try to hold you. And you said they're, they're still three quarters full? Correct. Uh, yeah, we'll try and so I'll have half movement so we'll move and try to yeah, I'll do a strength check Five, Ooh, that's going to be real good, boss Alright, how'd you do? Well, I rolled an 18 and my strength oh, 20, so yeah Oh yeah, you're, you're able to break out you feel them, like, grabbing. You feel the tar, like, running along your limbs. You just shout back briefly in abyssal and push them off of you. Uh, okay. You would have taken 5, 10... You still have 10 feet of movement beyond the Yeah. Floor. So, yeah, I'm just gonna move. I think that's 10. Yeah. Perfect. Then yeah. Uh, that was my action, that was my movement. Real boring. We're done. Allendale zoots out here. He's he's not looking too hot. God damn it. But he is going to <laughs> He is going to hold his hands out towards Envy. 
and a man of few words right now. He just lowers his hands and points it at the stone, and he's going to attempt to corrupt a third stone. I hate this uh, guy. With a is this spell. is this is this an attack roll? What is this? He's casting a spell. Okay. A necromancy spell on each of these stones. Legendary. That's better. I just closed out. But you guys watch as purple lightning begins lacing up the stone beneath ah, Envy's cool. feet. Um, I gotta reopen roll 20. But Envy, on their turn, they look down and just say, you watch those with eyes on Envy. You watch as their eyes are flicking between Calendel, Varus, Stone, Calendel, Varus, Calendel, Stone. And he just goes, shit, shit, shit. And they pull black fire from the air. And he's just like, Calendel, this is, this is how you do it, right? As it, the fire starts turning blue in his hands, and he slams it down. He slams it down into the stone as he casts uh, an abjuration spell. Uh, he's got to make a check. They have to make a check. That is a natural eight. You watch as this blue fire arcs through the stone and gets pushed out by the purple. Envy just shouts to you, Varys. Boy, you have to live. That's the deal. You have to live. I'm fucking trying. And I yell back. So, as this turns purple, as the southern stone turns purple, on the 20th initiative, Varys, your back is turned. Most of your... Valthiel, you have a lay of the land from your position. You watch as the horde slowly begins shifting. Oh, fuck. As you watch the horde, like, World War Z, just these inkling starlings just crawling on top of each other up this stone, enveloping it. But that's that's really all you notice at this point. Gardor, what would you like to do? Uh, I would like to use another level four spell slot to uh, cast a spell magic on the pillar. So he recorrupted the pillar. I dispelled and then corrupted another one. Yep, and then Envy tried to dispel the one he's standing on. <sighs> I dispel the top left one again. Or try to. Wisdom check? 19. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're able to you're able to cleanse this once again as gold light 
issues out of it, pushing all the purple out. Why am I not doing that? Oh, I'm so dumb. Okay, um, use my bonus action to move my spiritual weapon. X amount of feet. Let's just do 15 to the side of this board. Somewhere around there. And he swings at more of the horde. Or it. Amuse is very genderless. Aww. Uh, 20 something. It's more than 20. Okay. So. Hordes have low AC. It's just 11. Like 11 away. damage. Okay, you're chipping away. It's swatting away as these things are clambering up the stone. And remember, the tarlings, they're perpetually screaming Ooh. when they're not fighting. So, just to add more to that. You can definitely, like, hear the agony of these elven souls being put to this use. The ball feel with Willow on deck. I've been surveying all this while realizing that my gun is no longer magical, and so for the first time in a very long time, I recognize that there are two regular bullets in the chamber. I lift my rifle, and I aim at Kellendell, and I'm going to take two shots. The first one's gonna be a 16 to hit. We'll miss. You can see weaves to one side. The second one will be, will be an 18 to hit. We'll just hit. How much damage? It's gonna be 9 damage. He's, he's not looking good, and as you watch that impact, Balthio. With your, almost maybe from the that. just the tenseness of this, you can almost see his eyes like he sees the blood in his hand. He sees the stones in his hoard. Can you give me an insight, Volfio? It's a natural nineteen plus. I don't think I have any wisdom, so you're. Yeah, it, it's plain to see. This is not going the way he thought this would. Oh, sorry. I actually have an I have a advan or a proficiency. Natural so I, nineteen. Twenty three. Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, I I shout out to the squad. I'm like, hey, just he's he just take him down. Do whatever you have to do. Um, at the end of your turn, you watch as Calendale reach out and once again rip a soul from the soul wind and it takes the shape of a tar spear in his hand and he just slams it right at you Varus will a will a 21 hit um I have a couple of interesting thoughts Mm -hmm. So I'm at a 21, but I still have my reaction. So I'm just going to do silvery barbs again. 
Unless it's a spell. Actually, it's not a spell. No, I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna do um, arcane deflection. Which adds two to my AC, so it makes me twenty-three. No, AC is twenty-three. All right. The spear comes in contact with you and just glances as arcane energy just shoots out across your chest and shoulder. It hits the ground and begins to just you know like ooze out from where it was. Getting tired, old man. He doesn't respond. I really don't have much wittiness for him today. Top of the round. Top of the initiative, I mean. Five more health will decrease as more of your energy. At the top of this round, as well, due to the semi-translucent nature of the crystal keep beneath your feet, you catch the briefest glimpse of white-blue light arc out from deep within the Crystal Keep. Just for a moment, white-blue light arcs through the Keep. After you guys deduct your points, Bear Willow, what would you like to do? Alright. I'm gonna finish climbing. Let me select things. I'm gonna finish climbing up. That's 10 feet. I'm gonna use um, my bonus action to get another D8 of health. Uh, where the fuck? That's an 8. And then I'm just gonna sprint and try to use my big bear haunches to leap and catch him midair. Give me a strength or an athletics with bear. Drag him down, buddy. You got this. Athletics with bear. Bear athletics. Actually, I have one question. Well, first, let's see if you you can get to him. How much does a bear weigh? Okay, is athletics um, dex or strength? It's strength. It's going to be strength. Check and see if your bear has any proficiencies. I was looking at that. Um... But if not, it will just only be... only in procession. All right, so just a d20 plus the bear strength. That's a 22. Oh yeah. Ooh. Now I this is my question. You can okay. attack in the air, or yes. you could grapple in the air. That's what I was gonna decide next. Uh, if I grapple in the air, he'd come down with me. Assumedly, yes. He is an. You have much more weight than him. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna try to grapple him and just, like, land on him and pin him down. So, make an attack roll. Okay. As bear. Plus five to hit. Uh, that's a 21. That's enough. He is going to make an athletics check to oppose you. Which is an archmage, so let's see how this goes. He is going to fail as you both begin to plummet towards the ground. You roar 
mid-air, he, he's more cussing himself for missing Varys, and just looks up at the last second as just, what did we say, like 400 to 1,000 pounds of bear meat just coming yeah. crash into him. <laughs> so much, so so much bear meat. Ground. There is going to be some fall damage. Uh, okay. I, on both of them? I'm fine with on both. Because if not, I'll I'll cast Featherfall. I was planning on casting Featherfall if if Bear missed. Yeah, I'll I'll cast Featherfall. I'm trying to pin him down. I, I know, but you'll still land on him. You'll just land softly. Alright. You're still grappling, so yeah. So that would... Everything works. You land. You both land safely. He's still beneath you. Bear. Since you land softly, I won't even do bludgeoning. So, anything else, Bear Willow? Uh, no. I'm just gonna keep him under me. Bear. While also providing like a open window of him for when people want to hit him. I was gonna say, as, as I cast Featherfall to save Willow, I just shout, Varys, end this! Yeah, so Varys is gonna end this. Um, Varys has advantage from Silvery Barbs, and he's just gonna attack. So the first one is a 20. Just a natural 20? No, it was 20 total. He is casting is shield on this round. Okay, then I have advantage. I use it on the first one, so then I get a twenty-eight. Okay, twenty-eight will hit. Um, it would be the first one anyway because I believe it's your next dice roll. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then I'm just I'm gonna finally burn my inspiration that I've been holding on to this whole time because I didn't roll good enough for my second one. So I'll do it again. And I got a 24 for my second attack. How much damage and all? Okay. Cool. So we have... Jesus, has a bad roll. 7 plus 2d6. 13... 15 for the first one. Thirty-four total. Harris Gallandale. How would you like to do this? Um So the first one is just gonna be standard attack, but the second one he's gonna kinda like skewer this flaming sword through the open spot that Willow left. Um, and just get really close. And just say, you stole my life. So now I'm stealing yours. And then just like rip it open. As you just rip upward in this... Willow, you throw yourself to the side just at the yep. ferociousness of this. Something just that obvious abyssal side of Varus that you've seen come out on occasion. You throw yourself out of the way as the blade just ignites, and he just rips it upward, and there's just the briefest splash of blood 
as this wound that almost just bisects Callendale, cauterizes instantly, and he coughs up blood in black acre, and he says, your life for mine? Sound even. He takes a knee, more ichor just vomiting out with blood, and Helendale lies dead at your feet. This feels like a trap. Anyone else on your table? Um. No. That's all I got. I think this is just like a cathartic release of emotion for Varys. So he probably just like hands on the sword just kind of like screams towards the sky. I'm also going to make loud bear noises with him. <laughs> you Balfiel, Gardor, you, you both see this. Um, and then you see another flash of black and that turns to light blue as you watch Envy try again to slam this blue abjurational fire downward. He said, the stones, the stones. It was again, holy fuck. really hard to fail on a fucking DC-15 people. Um, he just, he's pissed. He's just like, why? Why? Why can't I do this? Thordor, what would you like to do? Oh, I'm sorry. At initiative 20. Oh, no. You guys watch as purple lightning arcs out of this pile of wreath of just writhing uh writhing tarlings as they succeed in corrupting a third stone well Gardor, what would you like to do <laughs> Gardor fucking laughs at envy but then realizes he shouldn't be laughing at envy because he's trying to also un corrupt the stones and then he realizes another stone gets corrupted he's just like god damn it and once again level four dispel magic the top right mm. at the five <sighs> that's a five plus four that's a nine <laughs> for a 15. Maybe just distracted, caught up in your own fight. Possibly you try to throw golden energy out towards the stone. It just ignites into purple and hits effortlessly. That's the side of this stone. Did Anything we lose else? HP last turn? Yeah, you lost five. Five, okay. At the top of the round. Do we have homework last class? I'll fucking kill you, Chris. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dark. 
And I've got all the healing. <laughs> Chris is just like, do I go 200 to 196? <laughs> just, just to kind of put the weights on. All four of these stones can be corrupted in two rounds. Good luck. Yeah, I hope you guys have fucking dispel magic. <laughs> it's all you, baby. Uh, is that the... Oh, you still have a bonus action, Gorgor. Shit, alright. Just kill some more... things. Um... Duh! 11 to hit. Just misses. As it just impacts missing, possibly just frenzied in your frustration. Um, Balthiel with Willow on deck. Top of the round incoming. Seeing Galandel, or sorry, Calendel die, Balthiel reaches it, fishes out of his pocket a white pearl, and he aims it at the this pillar over here, the under envy, and he's going to use his pearl of power to cast Dispel Magic. Oh! Is it an action to recharge the spell slot? I don't think so. I don't know what just happened, but I heard Dispel Magic. So. Oh, you can use an action to speak its command word and regain one expended spell slot. That sounds terrible. Um, never mind that. Sad Gardor noises. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Um, ugh. I don't like that at all. Um, instead, I... I can't, I can't do that either. Um, fuck, that just changed my whole plan. Okay, um, so what we'll do then is we will take two shots at the horde on the pillar. Not a bad move. Uh, the first one is a 16. Sorry, a 15. That'll hit. The second one is not going to hit, it's a 13. No, that'll hit. Oh, sweet. Alright. A really big target. Um, it's going to be 13 plus... 13 plus 10 is 23. 23 damage total. Your watch as these corrupt, you... Uh, you never actually cast this spell, never mind. You're, you're like looking around surveying, like your hand's not used to reloading. But you're, you're, you're good, you're fine. You watch as this horde is trying to almost, like ants. They're like, they've reached the top of the stone and you watch as one flings itself, still attached to the bubbling mass beneath it. It kind of flings itself out towards the northern stone as another does the same over it. And they're almost like, trying to build this bridge of tarred bodies linking the two and you they're building they're trying to build this bridge and just flatters top of the round you see as the purple lightning arcs through three of these stones 
You only lose four health. Thanks, Stones. Thanks for noticing me. Paris, how's your health? I'm at eight. Good to know. <laughs> um, that's the top of the round. Willow. Yeah. Like uh, I'm gonna heal myself. Got not that much back. How many spell slots did you have left? Oh, does that cause a spell slot? Then never mind. Motherfucker, read your, learn your character. You have one rule. Yep. It's okay. I only did it once, and that was my last spell slot. That's, that's okay. more what I wanted to know about. <laughs> that was my last spell slot. Uh, I'm gonna bear charge at some boys and take a bite and a swipe. Um, how much is your move then? Thirty. It's. I can get there in 30. Take your swipe. Oh wait, I have plenty of druid spell slots left. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's a whole conversation, but okay. Yep, no, I'm... I'm dumb, okay? So, it's 15 and a natural 20. Let me get all that damage. Because okay. they're going to hit as you guys watch Bear Willow. Which, what is Bear Willow? Is it brown? Is it... It's a brown bear. Brown bear just throws itself roaring just into the horde. Maybe just... The gravity of the situation. No pun intended. Possibly <laughs> at stake. Okay, so... The first one... Goddamn. Uh, is going to be a 12 damage, that's the bite, so I take a chomp at the nebulous black goo. And then the second one, it's max die plus another roll. Um, so that's gonna be 16 plus... Where's my... 16 plus 6? Uh, 22, so... 22 plus 12. 34. Just screams after screams, mixing with this bearish roar. Um... You guys have cut this horde down to half. I.e., this horde is now bloodied. You know, if it'll let me put a token on it. Which it won't. But anything else, Bear Willow? Nope. Bears, what would you like to do? Uh, Bears is going to stab some more shit. Classic Basically, tank. All he's got going for him right now. And yeah, he's close enough. So we'll move this little button boy right over her. And because he does not have spell magic. It's not to scale, but you guys have enough movement to get there. Your mom's not to scale. I, right. You're not wrong, a mini. <laughs> First one is a 26 to hit. Second one is a 29 to hit. Yeah, they're, they're gonna hit. You dive in after your friend. You guys, especially, naturally, you both know, like, you're close to death. But yeah. you're throwing yourself into this. So we can give other people a chance to find up. 
I deal I deal forty damage. This board is not looking good as your fire is just enveloping them, screams after screams. They're trying to build this like ant bridge above your head, so you're just like you leap up and very Yoda just slash through bridge, land on your feet, bring your blade back as fire just swirls up around this pillar. You can use my bare body as a launching pad. I use my, I use his bare body, not in the way that he just described. Use that bare body, and that's how you get up in the air and start hacking through the bridge. Yeah. Envy does something unexpected as you as they just sit cross-legged now on top of this. They form a triangle with their hands, and they Ferris, They place you in this triangle, and Envy casts a spell in your direction. You, you feel your mind for just a moment, Ferris Gallimel. The chaos around you, the whirling wind, all this. All this fades away for a brief instant, and you feel a you feel the sensation of another consciousness rushing your own, and. A series of images fills your mind. And you see the inside of the Gallandale Manor. You see your father walking up the stairs. You know that this is shortly after he said goodnight to you guys. And you watch as his shadow just seems to stretch longer and longer and longer as the silhouette of envy rises from the floor um it cuts quickly you see them around piles and piles of parchment them arguing back and forth it's like it's fair it's fair no it's not you know it's not it's fair cuts again you see your father much younger eyes filled with life on the inside of the cage that you first found it via with. And he's like looking pleadingly, like your point of view. So he's speaking to Envy. He says, I see my son, you have my life. I see my son, you have my life. It cuts again to him in the hallway with the silhouette there. And he says, Envy says to your father, very clever giving up your eyes. It cuts again. A new deal is struck in his bedroom the night before this this fight, this combat. The terms, if I fall, you have my body, but only if my son lives. It cuts again. Oh. This sending, this use of sending ends. That information hits your mind and once again, just the chaos of combat around you, the screaming masses, um, the screaming masses of these tarlates all around you, swiping at you and Willow. Uh, that is the end of Envy's turn. Uh, that will bring us um, to the 20th turn. These tarlings are going to throw themselves 
themselves more and much more passionately. Those that remain. As they move across you guys, you will each take one attack. Do we get an opportunity attack? I haven't moved out of not your range. moving out of your range. Yeah. The, the horde in its entirety has not yet, but let's see by the end of the turn. Okay. Um, 15. Um, to hit. Alright, well, you can hold on to that if you get an attack of opportunity this round. Willow? How many bear yeah. hit points do you have? I have 10. You are going to take 24 necrotic damage as the horde gets a natural 20 on you. What? But the horde also gets a natural 1 on Varus as it meekly swats towards you. <sighs> this transforms back into a changeling and then just keels over. Willow is down. Varus, you're swinging as this horde, like, moles over you guys. You're, like, ripping it off. You watch as it encases Willow's bear form as this mound of tar and just roaring bear just shrinks and shrinks and shrinks as it continues to move past you. And you see the hooded body of Willow on the ground as it as the horde moves out of reach of you, inviting an attack of opportunity. Well, hell yeah, baby girl. Oh yeah. I got a 23. Did you use Goldberry Barbs last turn? No, that was... No, that would have been your reaction. Yeah, that was a couple ago I used Silvery Barbs, and I gave myself- I just hadn't attacked yet, because my, my next action was to step out of the, um... Not for me, but... Yeah. Yeah, so, what was your attack roll? Uh, 23. That was enough. Yeah. 7, 6, 13, 16, 18 damage. looking very meek, but you can see as a number of these they... Oh, fuck. There's only like... It's not a team ass now. You're actually watching as just individual tarlings are throwing themselves. And it's mostly they kind of have legs, but they're just kind of slug, like a slug, and they're leaving this trail, these black trails behind them. But these trails are what begins spreading out like ink in a glass of water, just filling the black or the white quartz of the stone pillar. You don't feel like it's corrupted yet. But, uh, Gardor, what would you like to do? Oh. We. God damn it! Ardor is one of the only ones casting Detect Magic. One of, not not just the only, so... Hey, we're down to level 3 spell slots now. Detect Magic, let's go. Um, I'm gonna do it on the one right next to me, but Envy's standing on top of 
Let's go, 17. So, you know you're using less energy, but it feels like even though it should have been difficult, you feel like you just crested that peak with that roll as your golden light shoots out, reflecting in the crystalline structure of this pillar um, as you cleanse one of these. Oh. Once again, how many has has my spiritual weapon gone? <laughs> how long does this spell last? What's a minute? It's last for one minute. Down. All right. Down. I'll give it next turn. Next turn, it probably goes away. Um, this is the longest minute of our lives. Um. Yeah, you your friend almost died in a minute. 18. For 10 damage. You... How do you direct? How do you direct your spiritual weapon as you're, like, looking across... My mace is going back and forth, like, just, like, using, like, you know, what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to bludgeon, just kind of mowing its way through tarry goodness. Just whipping. Just Impacting against tar. Like, splashes all over. You notice where the tar impacts the stone, it continues to spread from the blows. But you watch as tarling, tarling, peels off, plummets to the ground. Anything else? I just move to the center. I'm gonna be right in the middle. Are health potions a bonus action or an action? It's an Either. Action. Depends on how you use all it. Of it. You get all the health for an action, or you can roll for a bonus action. Okay. Um. Ballfield has a rifle, so this next shot is. He can only do one. So. Uh, one bullet left. Yeah, how does this horde look? Me. Alright. You can see that even with the horde so small, the ichor from them spreads. Almost as if the smallest amount can corrupt. Alright, uh, I'm gonna first take a shot at the horde with my remaining bullet in my gun. That's not gonna hit. Um, it's gonna be a 12 to hit. Just hits. No way. Um... Six damage. Just six? Just six. Um, you watch as two of these, like, crest the top and start crawling towards each other, and just as they meet, collateral, they both just start draining down the sides of the stone pillar. Um, as I'm doing that, I run over to Willow, and I use my bonus action to pour a healing potion on him. Common um, healing potion. Where were you? I was hither. Not actually run. Are we going by the squares or are we going by the arrow? The squares. Yeah, no, the arrow doesn't count. That's okay. why I said the jaw earlier. But okay, well, never mind then. Yeah, you would just get to here. I've been using the arrow the whole time, but no, I've been keeping an eye on it. 
when you guys do. Like if it's reasonable, I won't call it out because I don't have resistance. Then I can't do any I can't do anything for Willow. Tough one. Uh Willow, can I get actually top of the round? Jesus. You guys lose eight hit points. Well, I'm down. <laughs> Willow, can I get a death saving throw? Do you want me to say if I pass or not, or keep quiet? Chris? Your table. I, mean, I like, I think keeping quiet is... Is this... I'll keep, it, I'll keep it quiet. Is this... Hey, is this still, like, we lose from our total as well? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's why I have, like, all these bars on my token. <laughs> the blue bar is my current plus temp like reduced hp and then the red is my current plus my max hp and i've just been keeping track of my notes yeah but that's brutal that we've lost 34 total hp and so far we've lost 34 hp from this some of you that's almost after but anyway um willow did you make your uh, did you roll your deaths yep all right um, i rolled it Ferris, could you roll your death save, please? Did. Envy, how much, uh, Envy's gonna miss this stuff. He's gonna blink here. And, step forward. He reaches for the health, the healing potion in your hand, Volteo. Yeah, go for it. Um, and he uses his action to give Ferris whatever, how much health would it be? Uh, 2d4 plus 2, whatever a common health potion is. It's not good. It's just it's just what I have. Twelve hit points as he wrenches your mouth open and not very gently shoves this like into your mouth. You awake. Did you say twelve? Twelve. Two d four plus two. It's ten. Yeah, yeah. Max is ten. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Ten hit points. Um. That's Envy. Now who's doing their homework? That's Envy. And... Fair enough. Points. <laughs> like, throws the bottle just towards the horde, just out of frustration. And he points to you, Walthiel, and he says, Guy's gift can fix all this now. As... He moved the guard door. Below unconscious that you I gotta need. risk it. Alright. I use a level 5 spell slot for uh, mass cure wounds. Yo! Targeting everyone except for the blob and uh, Envy. Wait, but I can only get back like two more hit points because of how much we're taking to the total. 3d8 plus 4. Alright. Everyone is getting 16 mm. HP. Nice. I'm up! Everyone. Except Envy and the Blob. Because fuck both of them. The Blob. <sighs> you guys notice taking a look at Envy? Eric's body is filled with wounds that will not bleed. And Envy moves with a very unnatural grace that... 
a body that damage should not possess. But anything else, Gordor? Uh, our obvious bonus action, and probably the last one that I can do with this guy. Yeah, let's... It might not be the last, but let's just say it's last, because we haven't been keeping track. It's gonna be the last, because I have to do something. Bitch 24. A measly amount of damage, 6. Yeah. Now... One, I was stupid. But two, for the sake of what happens next, we are going to go back in time just one turn at, whatchamacallit, at um, initiative 20, the few remaining Tarlings would have attempted to crook. Let's see if they succeeded. So 17. So they do succeed in corrupting this. However, immediately after corrupting it, and that mask here wounds as golden light envelops all of you, the mace, as the purple lightning starts arcing through this, the mace comes through and takes out the remaining board members. So... You see no immediate threats, but still three corrupted stones. The end of your turn, Gardor. Alright. Uh, so Envy's just looked at Balthiel and said this thing about the gift of Gaia in his face, but Balthiel has no idea what that means, so Balthiel literally just grabs... Not? Does Todd not know, or does Balthiel not know? Uh, I mean... Balthiel doesn't know, and also Todd's kind of confused. Balthiel, okay, so the night before, actually, the morning of this, Garrick identified that you had pickpocketed the Shard of the Sea, which he called the Gift oh, of the Oh, oh, so we're, the so, so this is the, the air rift, right? So I can cleanse it? Is that what you're saying? This is the rift here? So, explain. The four of you were briefly taught how to utilize a Gift of Gaia, this immense store of primal energy that gets generated from these rifts and their relationships to the material plane. Garrick had envisioned that he could use this store of energy to cleanse a corrupted primal rift. It doesn't matter if it's air to air, water to water, it's more just the pure primal energy. Um, he showed the four of you. Willow was the only one not able to grasp how to unlock the arcane potential of this gift. So when he pointed at you, he was effectively saying, you could fix this, but it's going to cost you the Shard of the Sea. That's what he was saying to you. Because he knows you took it. He saw everything that you guys experienced. Can we fix it in some other way? He says, I can keep trying, but the longer we stay here, the sooner we die. Uh, at point. this point, there's another blue 
actually, now it's a series of blue and white flashes deep beneath your feet in the palace. Just... Balthiel is typically pretty emotionless, but for the first time, since Willow's still down, Gardor and Varys... He's not down. Oh, he's not? Everybody's... Oh, that's right, you massacre wounds did. Well, okay, still, Gardor and Varys, as original members of the party, this is the first time you've ever seen Balthiel, like, look conflicted, even though he doesn't have facial expressions. And so there's, like, a moment where he just pauses after Envy says this to him. And then he pushes Envy out of the way, like, just grabs him by the throat to move him. And I'm gonna head to the middle of the room and very reluctantly just, like, take the shot of the sea. My chest opens up and just, like, shows this, like, energy core in my chest. And I just press it into me. And then I just implant myself into the ground and try to cleanse this rift. I have an arcana check. This is the first time that you have done this, though the theory makes sense to you. It's gonna be a. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a 22, but I'm gonna add my last uh, flash of genius and make it 27. You shove this into your chest. <laughs> you plant yourself down. You all see. As the air around Balthiel. Perfect meme for this. The air around Balthiel just begins to glow in this, like, sea foam green and blue. You see his aura just spreading out. And. There is a concussive wave of energy that just focuses. It just was expanding out from Balthiel. Shoots into him and just explodes outward. Balthiel, you are going to take 37 points of magical bludgeoning damage. Easy. But, um, you guys watch as this sea foam blue just begins pushing and pushing out the purple around you. You hear... You hear shouts and elvish echoing up the stairs uh, towards you guys. The wind, though, no longer gray and gray and purple and swirling. The primal rift of air flows assumes its normal pace, normal ferocity, but it, it's a little greenish now, and salt, the smell of salt kind of hangs in the air a little bit. Um, I'm going to take a quick bio break. Yeah. If you need it, I'm going to work on finding some music real quick. But, uh, Rift is cleansed. Malthio, are you are you conscious in the middle of this? Uh, yeah, I survived that. Okay, I got a lot of health from Gardor. Did Jed just take like the quickest bio break in the world? Seriously, no, I was offering everyone a bio break while I was. Oh, oh. we didn't even okay. do sponsors. Well then, let's take a bio break. 
Alright, I got a bio break too. Bio break. This session is brought to you by New Jersey Michaels. Pretty bad state. Pretty good subs. Pretty great subs. Makes up for all of the other New Jerseys. Damn. Todd, I did not think you would give that up on the first round. I, uh, Balthiel was thinking about his friends. That was a That's very the... stressful combat. Willow is now afraid of dark, tight spaces after being enveloped by a sea of black cum. And that is how you build a boss fight. Gardor showed some incredible generosity to Balthiel, so he had to save his friends. Don't worry about Sydney later. Will is still gasping for breath, trying to get all of the black goo off of him because they think that it's still there. So this concussive blast of primordial water-based energy explodes out of all field. You guys actually watch as this energy explodes. Ballfield's body disassembles as if, like, a bomb went off. And it just, like... <laughs> and you just see him. If he could breathe, he would be panting as the steam is just rising off of him in the center of this. Half of his body just blown outward as he grabs, like, bits of it. Pushing it down into a functional state, Willow, your like brief moments of almost PTSD as you're pushing off ink and tar from you that isn't there. Yeah. You're all looking around. Ferris, humorously, or almost with a sick, twisted, dramatic irony, as you regain consciousness after this, the first face you see is your father's, but with the mustard yellow eyes and just the skin of his face being stretched for expressions he never naturally made. As Envy says to you, good, you're alive. I'm leaving. Um, so I have a question, Jed. I sent you a whisper. Um, and you could take your time to Figure out how you want to answer that. I'm sorry, did Envy just say he was leaving? Envy did just say he was leaving, directed at John. And everyone can hear that? Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so. Cardor, we're almost dead. Don't do anything. <laughs> For the love of Christ. just stomps up to Envy. He's just like, I'm sorry, you said you're leaving? What, wait, what? What makes you think that I would just be okay with you leaving? You, I, I get like, all, I like put my hand on my hip and get all sassy. And No, not really, but Gardor's pretty mad. He's just like, you, you possess me, you, why? So, Envy says to Varys, as Varys awakens, staring, um, dude, hold up, 
We gotta take another quick break because I gotta find new music. <laughs> this episode's gonna be good. I'm leaving all this in. You possess me. You take me to a dream world where you get all my friends pissed at me for harboring a demon. And both, they'll still give up his hope and dreams to save you guys. And you made Balthiel give up his hopes and dreams. Now, uh, tell, tell our fans about, uh, the new cool thing you know. The what thing I know? He wants you just to talk about shit. Okay, um, well I'm making a sandwich. Did you know that sandwiches can be made or bought and exchanged for goods and services? I wish that were true. I love sandwiches. It's it's the it's the greatest shape of food that we have yet discovered. First of all, yeah. breads is good carbohydrates. It is. Bread is the foundation of civilization. I, Bread and beer. That's that's what we built our shit on. We're, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're eating, boys. We're eating good, and it's 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 bread and beer. We're we're continuing our human lineage all the way from Mesopotamia, motherfucker. This is this is what being alive is about. This is agriculture, civilization. I'd, I'd start talking about mana, but that would get into religion. And whew, we know know it feels about religion. It's bad. <laughs> Man, I thought this was gonna go into like a sandwich subscription service or something. Just like, man, I you know, sandwiches can be bought <laughs> or made. <laughs> Speaking of, like, man, I, man, I love sandwiches. Speaking of, this session is brought to you by Gardor's Euros. <laughs> Taking it back to Greece. Where they make the best sandwich-shaped things. Uh, sober Todd's, and you're like, none of this is funny at all, I'm taking it all out. <laughs> <laughs> We're really bad at being funny on command. Noah, I don't know how- Yeah, Todd? Do I need to drink a third beer? Yes. Fuck. You're right. Why are you- why are you right? Wait, you're only on a third it's beer? It's an existential well, curse. So I've had two of these- Pints and they're both eight percent. So uh -huh. yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. Fair. Okay. All right. Okay, Derry. Derry. Okay. okay. We're gonna Derry. go for like another hour. So yeah, let me get another beer. That is a oh, and grilled grilled sandwiches. My God, Italians may have done a lot of shitty things in their history, mostly shitty things, but they made a panini, and that's okay. That's all I got. Minis are pretty fucking dope. And that eventually found its way to Cuba, and they made a Cubano, and oof. Dude, I went to Miami in March for a wedding. I remember that. Did you get a yeah, Cubano? Yeah, I got a Cubano at this place yes. called... Oh, fuck, I forget what it was called, but it was the best goddamn... Thing I've ever eaten. It was so. I went back there the next day. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm getting another one." <laughs> Can never have just one Cubano. It was so good. Are you? A, a Cubano is the only thing that makes me look at a cheesesteak and go, eh, "Emmy's okay. best eleven Cuban sandwiches." I think I'll find it on here. Uh, what's your favorite hot sandwich? Old Havana. Old Havana. That's what it was called. Uh, does oh. a Reuben count? 
Yes. Rubens are amazing. Ruben, yeah. Copy image. I'm just gonna play paste this mouth-watering sandwich into chat get some here. water. Yeah, fucking throw it in there. I wanna see some... You know, it was... It actually looks better than that, but, you know, it's still fucking good. Oh my god. Did you share a picture of oh. Wow, that looks so good. It, it, it was so good. And, the, like, they also had really fucking good mojitos. To the point where they just, like, stacked glasses filled with, like, mint and everything needed. Ex <laughs> like, right at the bar. So, like, everyone has, every time someone ordered a mojito, they just grabbed a glass, filled it up, and... Okay, there you go. Alright. I'm a little drunk, so, like, what's going on? Are we playing now? <laughs> can you fucking people hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. Now. Okay, is everyone now we're yeah. here? Yeah, yeah I'm here. God damn, Discord. Yeah. I was saying for, like, two minutes, I was like, hey, is everyone here? Can you hear me? You may have been, and we were just talking about Cubanos and Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about hot sandwiches. You're gonna have to, <laughs> just have to deal with it. You guys hear shouts of Elvish? Hey, I can't understand that. Coming up from the stairs of the Crystal Keep, as you see dozens of hooded figures running up towards you. Varys, you look up and you see Envy looking at you as he says what he had said about he is leaving Gardor. How did you respond? Oh, I like stopped right up to him and I just, I just said, you said you're leaving after just possessing me, haunting my dreams, taking me to alternate realities. I don't think so. He looks at you, alternate realities. We were all right here as he just pokes your forehead with his dirty ass fingernail. We were right here the whole time. I don't know why you're angry at me. You should have known you're a priest. Why would you ever think a devil was being honest? I never thought for a second you were. That's why I attempted to imprison you within me. As I did to you. Think. You're always a puppet on the end of my strings. And you played right to where I wanted to be. And he just looks down, looking at Garrick's body he's now uh, inhabiting. I was honest at one point, though, with you. I am jealous of you four. Go where you want, do what you wish. Never punch a clock. This body is the freedom I craved. And now... Fuck Glacia. Fuck the Seven Sins. They can do this on their own. This rift is yours, but... And he starts to just back away from the group. You hear the shouts of Elvish. In common, you can hear, it's the demon of Dublin. It's the fallen prophet, they're back. But you all can interact as you wish. This crowd of elves rushing towards you is not affecting you at this moment. Um, Balthiel's pushing the last bits of himself into place. 
and he starts to get up and walk across the room. And uh, he puts a hand on Willow's shoulder as he passes him and says, Are, are you doing okay? No. And I'm gonna stand up very slowly, holding some gaping wounds on my side, and quickly just turn into a random elf dude as the crowd is approaching us and just say, I'd, I'd like to get out of here. Uh, I, I don't even break stride. I just say that like as a courtesy to Willow and keep walking. And I don't know how close this crowd is, but if they've already started to like enter the floor, I'm pushing past them, just like making my way to Arf's dead body. Um, you can get to Arf before... You'll get to Arf before the crowd gets to Arf. Alright, so I... Um, imagine I, that the crowd's here on the map. I get to... just came up the stairs. Alright, I get to Arf. I kneel down. I, I just kind of cradle Arf and stand back up, and I'm just holding Arf with my hand. I start casting Mending as I try to just start repairing things right then and there. But I'm just kind of in my own moment. Me and Arf. Mechanically speaking, can you check your, your Iron Defender? Can you restore him from this state, or will you have to rebuild him? So, when I was looking it up last time, I'm pretty sure that I can cast Mending and and bring it, him back to life that, that heals him. It's a, construct. it's a construct. It's not alive. Yeah, you can do that. Right, but uh, Mending is like 10 minutes or whatever, so... Yeah, if I if We're I doing that as the uh, these elves are like milling around. That's that's that was my point. My plan was I'm out. just in there casting mending on Arf, just holding him in my left arm while my right arm is just knitting back together wires and soldering metal back together. And yeah, you start doing this. Um, Envy's still looking around. His attention's mostly directed at Jugardor. As these elves, these hooded elves, you recognize these. These are the the Corellian elves. These are the highest of the high society that Kellendel previously had been a member of. You can hear the whispers as they sort of spread out in this ring around you. Their accusatory voices ringing. They said, "The prophet and the demon. They they." They killed the keeper. Look. But Balthiel, you continue. Yeah, I realized mending's only, only one minute, but that's still your focus. Hello. Yeah. You see Balthiel yeah. doing this. Pushes you aside. There there's there's sentiment in Balthiel's words, but you know his priority. Gardor Bears too, as you just lay on the ground staring at Envy. Envy continues to back up. That the elves nearest them they part. They get out of their way as they begin stepping um, away from you more. Envy, why me? Why possess me? There were three others here. There was the son of who you you are inhabiting right now. I mean, why are you even in? his body what is you say screw the seven sins yet you lie to me the entire time i there's too much 
The sins have their mission, and as I told you, inside that thick, bullish head of yours, the Gallandel boy was the target, but... And he turns and makes eye contact with Uvarus, and he says, However, the Gallandels insist on trying to outsmart me at every turn, and this one protected himself from possession. So I had to settle for you. And I was quite fortunate, because you were stupid enough to fall for my lies. Me a prisoner, you. Me! Envy of Glacius Seven Sins. Ugh, goddammit. I might have well have joined a cult. Fuck them. And he just turns on the spot and continues to march out towards the edge of the Crystal Keep. Gardor is, while everyone's looking at Envy and the crowd of elves and Bothiel hunched over his broken metal dog, um, Varys is going to slowly back up to the Soul Wind and just look at each of his companions once. And they're not even looking at him, but just kind of taking the sight in. And then back up and walk into the Soul Wind. There are whispers. Gardor, your attention on. Your attention is on Envy. Mm -hmm. Willow, your attention on Balthiel. Balthiel. You hear the whispers. They say, demon, demon, get 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 out of get out of the way. Get out of the way. And Envy, there is a point. There is a point where Varus and Envy, your backs are turned to each other. And as you take step, you take that step off the edge of the Crystal Keep into the Soul Wind. Envy turns and sees as your body out of sight. You hear a shout. This unearthly scream. No. Almost the elves are all around you recoil as they turn and face the devil that assumedly just lost their deal. As Ferris, you feel yourself descending downward. You feel the soul wind around you like grains of sand hitting you Pulling you. Bit by bit, you feel all your experiences, all that you have seen in your life pulled from you. And it almost seems like this would be a painful experience because the debris of the soul wind is tearing your body apart in this as well. But you hear the voices of generations and generations of elves singing and celebrating and worshipping and um, the sadder moments there too. You feel yourself join this culture that was stolen from you. This community that you were cut off from. 
and Willow, Althiel, and Gondor. You watch as this golden crimson and black ether of some sort spreads out upward into the soul wind, spreading out into the seafoam vortex all around you. And you watch as these elves all crumple a little bit. <gasps> what? You see as Kalendel's body to the north of you erupts in this purple fire as that fire mingles. You see as Envy crumple to the ground. And for a moment, Garrett Gallandell looks up through gray eyes around as he just begins to just flake away too. Um, his aura, similar to Varus's but mixed with blue, enters the soul wind. And it's... With what little you know of elven culture and how this works, it's evident to you that the experiences of these three elves have just been ripped from the material plane up into the soul wind and then distributed to the elven community of Limerick. As you can just see dawning looks falling on all the elves around you, just looking at you three, looking up at the edge of this crystal keep where the demon of Dublin stepped and gave himself to outwit the devil envy. From this crowd stands one very tall hooded elf who steps out and you recognize the face of Jacorin, the archdruid, the leader of the Golgori. See, my brethren. See what you have hidden. See what you have turned your eyes against. See how wide the branches of evil grow. The Senate has decided to share their wisdom. I'm not going to narrate this next part. I'm going to give Willow, Balthiel, Gardor. What would you like to do as the political squabbles of the highest seats of power here in the elven community begin to squabble and point fingers? What do you do in this moment as your friend takes this choice? I'm gonna walk up to the edge platform, stare off for a moment, thinking about Varys. So, I just saw Envy collapse and Varys walk off the edge. So Varys walked off the edge. Envy collapsed and the body began to disintegrate. Kalendel's body erupted into fire. So all yes. this... All their experiences joined the soul wind. 
Yeah, I, I get all that. I just wanted to make sure I, what I saw is what I saw. Yes. Okay. Or what I said is what I saw. I do like a double take. Like, start putting two and two together. Like, see Varys hop off and look at Envy and, and his dad's body just like collapse and start to atomize. I just sigh. Like, <laughs> damn it, Varys. I would assume at this point it's been at least a minute. So Balthiel's finished up the mending spell just as that's happening. Arf leaps out of his arms and is looks super excited like any puppy would be to see their master. But Balthiel turns and sees the last of Garrick slash Envy fading away. And sees no Varus. And looks to Gardor uh -huh. and then Willow. And then just sort of like sits immediately, like doesn't even like like help himself down, just doing crown to his butt. And uh Arf already knows something's wrong, so he comes over and starts like doing like the like nuzzling thing against him, but then ultimately just gives up, turns into a backpack on his back. And Balthiel starts to think about the first, when he first woke up in London, Varys was next to him in the cell. And it was Varys that convinced him to help get them out of there. And so I just imagine Balthil's just sitting amongst all of these elves in hooded robes, just kind of staring a thousand yard stare at the floor. They're all squabbling around you as this grief is impacting you. I want take off one of my many rings, um, something that's not magical but has a little bit of sentimental value to me, and then just toss it as well into the soul winds and go over and join Balthiel and Gardor. Ferris Gallon does. Oh, okay. I was going to say, is any fit, as all this passes real quick and the squabbling continues around you, Jacorin does approach you three and offer kind words in this moment. And he whispers to you, I will handle this, but the demon of Dublin has died today. But the soul wind has gained a new light of Limerick in this moment as well. Is there anything else the three of you wish to do at the Crystal Keep at this time? The intricacies of elven politics will take a day or two. Your understanding of elven culture makes you believe that the Gallandel's name will be cleared. At least in this moment, you you're hopeful for the memory of your friend. Is there anything you want to do with the Crystal Keep before we kind of enter a, 
a time thing. Anything you would no, want to do? No, I want to go get it. I'll take a look at the the pillars, make sure they're stable. Look at the look at the edge of the, uh, the platform into the soul wind, and I re and I walk over to where I last saw Varys. I look down on the ground, see if I can find anything, and I I walk back. Um, I will ask Varys, was there anything small? Not saying you may left. have consciously left behind, but may have just anything that you think may have found its way out of your. Actually, don't answer that. Okay. Gardor. <laughs> there is a small. There is a glint of light at the edge of this, and you approach it, and you kneel down, and you find a small coin. A coin that Varys Gallandell, unbeknownst to you, carried with him all the way from London. That's what I was gonna say. As you Damn. flip, as you flip it, you see on one side the symbol of old gods. These are names prior to Parliament's conversion, air quotes we'll call it, of the Pantheon. You see the symbol of Tamora, who you know has now become Avandra, the change bringer, the lady who smiles, the sister of fortune. But on the reverse, you see the symbol of Afala, uh, her twin sister, the woman of woe, the lady of misfortune, her foil on both sides of these coins. You recognize the divinity of this coin, but you don't recognize magic. You're just kind of perplexed that it's here. While Gardor is searching and ends up finding this coin, Balthiel, this whole time all this has been going on, Balthiel's just been sitting, staring in one spot. Willow came up and approached and still just staring, not acknowledging anybody, but after some time, Balthiel just looks up at Willow and says, Yeah, let's leave. I want to make a memorial for Varys, but not here. It should be where his family's house was uprooted. So, go sit down for a while. I have something I want to do for him. But I, I do not like this place. I think we should leave. I'm gonna approach Jacorin and ask, can you clear a path for us? This is great. I just imagine these, these, these battle-haggard people just be, like, amidst all the squabbling, political squabbling, and we're just like... Political squabbling of nobles? Um... Like, let's leave. You, they get the fuck out of your guys' way, and the three of you, the four of you, well, Arf's on your back, Amethyst in your hand, Coin in Gardor's hand, you approach the steps that descend, but there stands, garbed in robes that whip in the air, 
is a spectral elven man. Translucent. Evidently a spirit of some kind. And he stares at you three. Very tall elf. This this ghost. He stares at you three. And you're seemingly the first to notice his appearance. Because after you come to a hole in front of this this spirit, the squabbling slowly ceases until like there's like one guy in the back. Oh, and now we're gonna listen to the fucking lich. What? What? Oh shit! As he sees this ghost, and Jacorin steps up behind you, and he says, he bows his head, and he says, in Elvish, Soul Wind. Please accept this offer to volunteer as the new keeper until one can be found. There's like shouts of outrage from the elves. You once again, you hear the word lich being thrown around. Um, Jacorin lowers his hood. Once again, you can kind of see his brain exposed in the back. You, you guys finally notice, like, much of his skin has rotted away. This is an undead being. And the spirit stands in front of Jacorin, the lich, and he glides through him, ignoring this offer, and stands once again between you, in front of you three. And the spirit... takes a knee, and bows to you three. And you watch as all the squabbling stops for a moment, and all of these other elves, these nobles, these rich, some good, some the scum of the earth, they all follow in suit and bow towards you three. There is silence. The spirit does not say anything. Or move. Jacorin, you may go. This will take all night. Find rest and peace. Just gonna trade glances with Gardor for a second and then start walking through the spirit. On our way out. Does not respond as you pass through it. You guys follow me? This spirit, do we... Does it look familiar at all? This ancient elven man. Um, you want to give me a history? Sure. Just because... I really want someone to know this. Um, I'm, I'm out of Flash of Geniuses. Uh, history. I'm proficient. You're the, it's a you're 15. It's okay. Um, you, are, you know that this seems to be 
you've heard about the silent senate like there's the rich people and then there's the spirits in the soul wind that tell them what the fuck they should be doing this is not a particular spirit recognize that this spirit is no single elf it is like the representation of maybe not the entirety of the elven history but this is one facet like this is one maybe this is the embodiment of grief maybe this is the elven embodiment of leadership you don't know but you know this is not one person this is like an entity created from the soul wind i just look at the spirit and i say please tell my good friend Varys that I know what it feels like to not have anybody know who you are and I'm glad that everybody does now and then even after seeing Willow pass through the spirit just walk right through him I go like around the spirit and follow Willow In your head, do you understand Elvish? No. You receive a spattering of Elvish in your head. Sick. Followed <laughs> by a chorus of elven voices saying, The Galandels will never leave the Soul Wind. Their history and their sacrifice will be passed on for generations. You break eye contact from the spirit. Yeah, like I said, I just pass around. Our door. Is the body of our good undead friend still there, or is it gone? Which undead friend? Oh. Our, our main big baddie. Oh, um, his his body erupted into fire and joined the soul wind as well. Gotcha, okay. So, like, all of his knowledge also joined the collective minds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately no loot. I, I can't cast a healing... I can't cast a healing... Spell on his body disintegrated as I walk through the ghost and join the rest of the party. But, so, obviously minus that part, I walk through the ghost, join the rest of the party. Varys Gallandell. As you descended and felt yourself joining the soul wind and you watched as the crystal creep the crystal keep shrink out of sight what are your last thoughts where does your mind go um for most of my life i didn't know what i did what was real or even who i was but as I kind of sink 
and lose consciousness and feel myself kind of separating. Um, he realizes that at the end, he knows who he was and this was the only thing that he ever really had to do. Um, and I think a, v a very, very small portion of him makes up this huge Elven collective. And when Balthiel calls him my very, my good friend, that is all that he ever wanted to hear. And you hear those words? Maybe. A slightly evil smile crosses Varys Gallandal's face as like particles of sand in the wind. And now Varys Gallandel you feel all your knowledge has left you and you find that your soul remains and your soul sits in this gray space grayish space as you kind of come to a focus and you're looking around you see around you white and black stripes spiraling up above you you hear very distantly like the echoes of memories carnival music what do you do So I just hear Carlo music and then black and white flames above me? Um, stripes. You like stripes. you're sitting in a space like maybe ten feet in diameter. Like around you. <laughs> and you're looking around, you can hear carnival music, but like very distantly. I uh, sit up and is there a door? Or an entranceway to this tent? It's evident it's a temp, it's a tent, and you find the flap. Then I'm just gonna kind of gingerly open the flap and poke my head out and see you what see is out there. A very distorted it's evident to you that you are in the night surface right now. But everything is distorted as if, like, images of images on images just overlapping. You can see, like, the spectral figures of people rushing by you, children laughing, but their laughter, like, so far away, almost incomprehensible. Um, everything is out of focus, but you see a clear path on the ground in front of you. Um, the last thing Varys remembers before this is willingly killing himself. So this is, in addition to this being disconcerting, is 
I guess like softly bemused, like kind of just he assumes this is an afterlife, so he's just kind of going along with it. Um, and so he's gonna make his way along that path that was laid out before him. You follow this winding path through these distorted and unclear tents and individuals and patrons, and you do see clear in this out-of-focus place, you do see Jinx's caravan. Okay. Then... Yeah, I think continually looking off the path, but never straying, Ferris is gonna make his way and just gently kind of knock on the side of the the caravan. The door swings open. Not swings, but eases open at your touch. And you hear the voice of Jinx Morrison. says, Ferris Gallandell. You are early. Oh, you know, military upbringing and all that. 15 minutes early is 10 minutes late. You see the tiefling ringmaster behind a crystal ball at a table, and he gestures. Not at a table, as you recall... All of Jinx's furniture is, like, sitting furniture. Like, low furniture. So he gestures to a cushion across the table from him. Offers you a seat. Yeah, so Varys will sink down. And kind of pleasantly, um, for a 380-year-old warrior, he feels pretty good, actually. Like, a lot of the normal aches and pains and kind of war wounds he's picked up aren't there anymore. As he kind of folds into that, that crisscross applesauce position across from Jinx. He says, You are early. There is work to be done. You know this, right? There's there's always work to be done. I didn't think dying would get me out of it, no. And he says, Now, my grandmother, you know, the queen of the this, queen. Of such things, she has been quite busy with this blood war business, and she has left me with the paperwork, and he, he sort of waves his hand, and he holds a bound folder. Um, you see the Gallandel crest on it. it. Says she's left me in charge of the paperwork, and as you know, I'm also quite busy. And I just would like to know: Do you wish to finish it? <laughs> of of course, I can't. I can't leave it up to those idiots. There's only, like, one good one amongst them. 
and he says, Okay. It comes at a price. A day will come where my grandmother will come for your soul and you will depart the material plane. Until that day, if you are returned through whatever means present themselves, you will have to petition the circus once every 25 years. You will return here and you will assist. You will perform. You will do what it is that you have to offer until the end of your days. But at this, your soul is free to return if it can be plucked from here. If those terms sound agreeable to you. Death comes to us all on the end. I thought it came to me early. But now you're giving me another chance and telling me I have an excuse to come back here and see you. Of course. Well, all I am doing is keeping the path open. I cannot send you back. I am simply letting your soul be free to return as it is your wish to. And you notice, like, he's been holding his hand. Your file is gone. Okay. And he just says, I wish you luck, Ferris Gallandell. Light of Limerick. And that is all Ferris Gallandell knows for the time being. Party members, you depart, you have the knowledge to utilize the teleportation pad here in the Crystal Keep to return to whatever island you'd like to continue your journey from. Whatever I'm just, island in Limerick. I'm just going to throw it there that I'd like to go to a bar to sit for a while, short rest, and um, then go to the graveyard where Barris' house was. Yeah, you guys are free to return to the site of the Gallandell Manor. I want to spend some time making this into a garden and with plant, with plant growth, um, however many uses I need to do. And in the center, put two oak trees that have branches that intertwine into an arch. Just a nice memorial to the Gallandales. So you're using plant growth kind of multiple times and you're craft to construct this? Yep. You're, tot you're totally able to do this. It is a little time consuming. The Lady of House Quinette? 
Quintet. The Quintet. Um, you hear her voice from the entrance of the graveyard as you're constructing this. And she kind of, like, holds her, like, against her chest as she leans against the entrance of the graveyard. Eliza. And she says, I can't believe someone can do so much in a position of power. As she references Kellendale. And just... And she just looks around and she's just like, where is my family? Where are they buried? All I can tell you is that they were never here. And just like puts up her hood and walks away. But you're able to construct a very beautiful memorial to your friend. Aside of yeah, I'm done with that. I'm gonna change back into a changeling and then sing a furbold lament that I knew growing up. Um, now this, this is definitely a, what would you guys like to do in Limerick? The three of you. What this is all I have. want to look at the coin, find out what it's made of. And if there's anything else special about it, aside from the engraving descriptions. It's not inherently magical, but you as a forge cleric, um, this is... There's a word for it, but I can't remember what it is. But this is metal from, like, Mount Olympus. This is divine metal that has constructed this coin. It has no magical power or anything, but you know that this was not constructed on the material plane. It's like mithril? It's beyond mithril, because mithril is still an earthly metal. <laughs> Damn it. Or a guy. That's not what I wanted to hear. When you say, what do we want to do in Limerick, do you mean, like, how many days do we have? Guys, um, you are free to explore whatever you would like at this stage. Okay, because I, my thoughts are, like, for those first, like, 24 hours slash the long rest, um, Balthiel is re-doing all of his infusions while kind of just thinking about things. And then for those first 24 hours, like, Arf and Gizmo are trying to, like, get him to be Balthiel, and he's just been not there. Um, and then I assume some somewhere in that 20, first 24 hours, shortly at, thereafter, he just gets up without saying anything to anybody. And just starts wandering around Limerick, like... For lack of a better word, there's like fixing things. Like he finds people who he'll just wander into homes and fix their furniture. Like he'll just go over. He sees a a cart on the side of the road that the wheel's broken, and he just goes over and he just starts fixing it. Like he's just yeah. I mean, knowledge of you is in the mind of every elf. But he, but he doesn't like he doesn't like in even if they try to interact with him, he doesn't interact with them. He just does it and moves mm -hmm. on. Yeah, even you blatantly invade homes, but <laughs> the elves know what has transpired. They 
they don't know you. They try to interact with you. Some, like, none are forced to, like, violence against you in this. But they... They can put two and two together that this is some form of grieving. They know your association with the light. They let you be. I'm gonna gather the rest of the herbs that I need for a basic health potion. Try to make one. In the time that passes, Willow, you, whether through purchase or pilfering, you gather the herbs required and you using the Book of Sayanine that you have gathered in your travels, you are able to concoct your first potion as what you believe is a long career of potion making ahead of you begins with this single step. But I'm using this as an excuse to spend a lot of time in just like glades and forests just... Yeah, you're popping over to a lot of the, uh, what did I call them? The something of the wild mother. The wild. There, There's a couple of unspoiled islands that you spend Damn, lots Discord. of time in the next couple of days. Gardor? I don't think thoughts are in Gardor's mind. Just, just the memories of of Varus aren't enough, but and he wants to try. I want to try to take the coin. And after identifying, you know, kind of where it's from, what it's made of, um, I don't know if it'll work, but I'm sure gonna try because I think it's fitting. And I want to open my character sheet. And I want to attempt to use my artisan's blessing on the coin and create a however big of a sculpture, whether it be a miniature or a couple inches tall or something, a Varus out of the coin that he left behind. As you begin to pull the divine energy out of the world around you and into this coin, you are not, bear with me on this explanation, you are, unable, you are not able to create even close to like a half-size replica, but you almost feel like this coin is giving you more material than makes sense. Like... You start to stretch it, and there's just more, and there's more, and there's more. From a single coin, it doesn't... It, you don't get it. But you're able to construct a figurine or effigy or whatever it is that you're attempting. You said it's not even, like, half. Like, <laughs> is it identifiable? Yeah, but what I'm saying is you had a single coin, you're able to make, like, a fucking action figure... But you can't make like a full statue. Oh no no no! I knew no. that. I was expecting to only make like something maybe a couple inches tall, but no, it's bigger than that. Okay. Then I do that, and uh, we're all in a tavern, right? Where we all went back for a drink. At least I think that's what 
uh, Willow yeah. did. We're this, staying. But I, I excused myself. Three days and, by now. Yeah, I excused myself as we're doing that, and I, I returned to the, uh, I guess the graveyard where we thought his estate was. I think that's a good place to put it. Put it in my memorial? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the three of you find yourself back at the tavern. As Willow offers this idea. I think we should keep on closing rifts. It is unfortunate, but we have to keep moving. It's beyond unfortunate, but... Willow, you get a vibration around your chest. Is it coming from my chest, or is it coming from, like, uh, one of my stone against your chest in your pocket? Stone? Sending stone. Sending hey. stone. Hey, Willow. Oh, oh shit, I forgot about this. What's up? We're... Fuck, where'd you guys send them? Newcastle? Um, hey, hey, we just got to Limerick. What are you, where are you guys? I'm gonna put the stone down for a second. Tell Ballfield, hey, your, uh, your aunt's sister? What was it? Aunt's? You say that, I'm just sit back. And I just stare for a moment. And then they get up from the table and walk away. She's in town. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna respond back. Uh, tell them exactly what inn we're in on what islands, and invite them for drinking. I'm also gonna, within my 25 words, briefly mentioned Varus is gone. Yeah. Um, the message is received. Um, obviously they can't respond. Yeah. At the stage, but before too long, you are joined by Sydney, Sid, Oliver, Kura, and Gene, who Gene does mention that his he offers his condolences, but departs rather after some brief words, he departs that his it, it's apparent his journey is taking him elsewhere. What a bitch. Yeah. What he hey, he's just, yeah, he's a guy with his own things to do. This is a guy being a dude. Guy being a dude. But you have Oliver, Kura, and the Sids just gonna joining you. Then. Recap what we've been up to and our next plan. He says, well, from the information you guys had, it sounds like there are two more rifts to the north. One in Northern Ireland and one in Scotland. Well, Northern Ireland makes the most sense. Well, as she pulls out the map, and she says... Northern Ireland's closest. We would have to maybe sail around the western coast. 
but we could arrive at Letter Kenny by sea. If that is where you wish to go. We could head straight north to Scotland. It's really up to you guys. And, uh... It'll take some time by sea, but hopefully... My sources have been a little hit or miss, but I think we might be able to find a shard of the sea soon. For the record, when they showed up and throughout all this, Ballfield is notably missing. I'm just gonna... Okay, yeah, Sydney's obvious before you get too far. She's just like, where is he? To Willow. He, uh... He hasn't been taking this well. He walked away as soon as your message came in. Um... Tell me about where you've located the Shard of the Sea. Not giving away that Balthiel heroically sacrificed his rock. No, well, she says we haven't identified one, but I've kind of put two and two together, and where do you think the best place to find a Shard of the Sea would be, Willow? I know nothing about this artifact. Uh... Well, if it's generated from... The I'd elemental say, oh, energy of the plane of the plane of water entering our realm. I was I was gonna say the water rift, yeah. The primal rift. So I'm sure we can find one there, and we're going there eventually anyway. I'm gonna ask Gardor, um based on the colorations of that map back in uh the office in Manchester, is the water um rift in Northern Ireland or in Scotland? Gardor, can you give me a history check for I the bandit? I was about to say. And actually, Hold on. Can you give me a wisdom-based history check with advantage? 11. Thank God you beat 10. <laughs> Gardor, <laughs> you're thinking back to the map you're thinking back to the map in Iron Bull's office. Fuck that guy. And then you feel your mind also wandering to the moments you shared with Envy inside what they call Drone Head. And like a strike of lightning, almost in response to Willow's question, instantly you just say, The beacon of cord. You look at late you look at Willow. The beacon of cord is the rift of water. Beacon of cord? The beacon of cord. Yeah, this ancient lighthouse that you remember from your childhood in the distance north of the island of Sky. Well, looks like Scotland's on the table. Sydney says, I, I, I gotta go find Baltheo, but. It's a long trip by sea, but we could get there. But I gotta I, uh, know. Um, I've, I've, I've summoned... She's smart enough. She's smart enough. Balthiel, she finds you wherever you are. Balthiel's on the roof. Um, You're kind of looking out. The music at this, she says this. She's like, Willow, I'm sorry. I gotta go. Okay. 
And she just ducks out of the tavern. She's smart enough. Fuck it, she'll scry you. <laughs> she'll find you. And you feel the sensation of a consciousness pressing against yours as she fails the scry. But she, she can figure hole. out where I am, yeah. Um, you hear the clambering of someone lightly pulling themselves onto the roof. Hey. Voice of Sydney Stormhole. Is you hear it from behind you? I assume she just like comes over and sits next to me. She will if you don't respond. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, whenever she sits next to me, I You've just. Been busy. I just. I don't even acknowledge like what she's saying. I'm just kind of like. I, f I found a shard. Really? They did. Your friends didn't tell me that. And then I, I burned it to cleanse the rift to save my friends. And my friend Varys is gone now. And Simon didn't he didn't program this part. Sydney Stormhole is a elf of reason and logic, much like her brother. She finds herself at a loss for words, but what she does is she reaches her arm across your back and pulls your hood over your head. Not like in a, a foolish way, but just a slow and just puts her arm over your shoulder and pulls you in. And not really having a point of reference, but you just get... I don't want to stretch it to the point of like a maternal moment, but just comfort. Comfort that... Simon didn't possess um, your companions, each with their own bullshit, fail to offer you. But you have this moment on this roof as you see every once in a while a crack of purple lightning in the rift in the distance. Every once in a while a gold and crimson one much more often than the purple. But she holds you. Your vision shielded from everything around you with your hood over you. After some time, says, I, I I just say, like, mm -hmm. I, I hope this is all worth it. I think you're going to come to learn that hope really is half the battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. Everybody wanted to say it. We all okay, just sat on totally, it. That's totally where I pulled that improv from, was G.I. Joe. But she just says, hope really is half the battle. 
and she falls silent. Does anyone else have any role play before we get down to the mechanics of where you guys are going? That you would like to do in this moment? No, Willow and I get fucking blackout. <laughs> you get hammered. Uh, get Method acting. I tell them all about our tanks in town adventure while they were gone. Because yeah, I'm blackout. I'm just like, I'm just fucking drunk. I start talking about which trees are the coolest. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, um, no, we're, we're good. No saving throws, I was kind of joking. You guys are hungover as shit. You're filled with grief, that's okay. You guys have the time. It is brought to your attention that the Gallandell name has been restored. The memorial will remain once the elves found what you three had built. The Kellendell Manor has been repossessed by the Council of Limerick. Um, its fate awaits a decision. However, they believe it will probably serve as some sort of museum or location where which will be made accessible to all levels of the elven culture, not restricted just to the elite. It will be some sort of museum in the honor of the Galandels. This is over probably the time frame of a week. Sydney is able to get the ship. You're able to, she's able to find a shipmaster. If the party doesn't think they're capable of running the ship without another sail rigging master, she is able to find a new one. But that's up to you guys. You're capable of doing it now after sailing the Irish Sea. I was going to say, after many days of moping, Ballfield, just after, especially after confessing all that to Sydney, um, he seems way more invigorated and he's like super gung-ho about him and Oliver just taking care of it. You guys are in a river. If there's nothing else you want to do in Limerick, you guys are going to find yourself on the deck of a ship in a river heading towards the sea to your next location. I'm going to get... I'll, as, as cook, I'm just going to make sure I stock up on... Mostly vegetarian options, but I can get some meat in there. You know, ship hey, stuff. Better. And I'm corridor. Um. <laughs> where is your next location? How set are we on the shard of the sea? Because the Northern Ireland rift is closer. A rift's a rift. Ah. Um, in Gardor's do you want to find a shard of the sea first? Uh, after all of the events, you think it's weird, but every time shard of the sea is mentioned, both feels very dodgy. Like he, whenever you, so if you mention that to him, he's just kind of like, Sh sure, and then he like makes up a like a job to do, and he's like, I gotta go do this, and like ignores it. I think both Theo will be happier if we go to the water rift first, but at the same time, I think it's more convenient to go to the other rift. 
in Sydney. The Earth Ramp, I think. Isn't that not far where you're from, Gardor? No, no, it is not. Oh, we crashing on Gardor's couch? My family's very welcoming. Is that the party's decision? Are you heading for the island of Sky? I'm neutral as long as we're heading towards a rift, so I guess it's Gardor, do you want to go? We're heading, for, we're heading for Scotland, boys. I guess they had a mom. Scotland. We're heading. We're heading for Scotland. Shit, that's a that's a journey and a half. All right. It's a journey. It's a hot. <laughs> so, our party. Who art in heaven? Hallowed be thy name. Begins to make their way. Iveris come. He never does. Oh no. <laughs> Varys canonically does you not make, fuck. You make your way up the coast of Ireland. Rather uneventful journey. Um, there comes a time after a couple weeks have passed. The three of you find yourself in uh, Gardor's triage center. The largest, most accommodating of the spaces. Um, you guys are discussing whatever it is, the, uh, the business of the day, whatever it is that you guys are getting into, the plans for the future, possibly Gar Mama Gargor, or Mama Gruel's cooking. Um, there is a knock on the door of the triage center that cuts the three of yours conversation. Who is it? <laughs> you hear a voice you don't recognize. Yes, I'm uh I'm looking for uh a Yavana Yavana of a uh, Senate House, Mallet Street, London, United Kingdom. Yavana? Nobody buy that Nobody by that name here. No one cares about London. You've got the wrong boat. Um, wrong boat? Also, uh, Willow Cedarbrook? Yavana. I have a note here for a Willow Cedarbrook? Yavana Tinkle? Uh, I'm, I'm Willow. I'm gonna get up and gingerly go over to the door and open it. Who, who's this Yavana? So, as you open the door... Expecting to see who knows who um, here below the deck of the, of the sloop. Instead of the brig of the sloop, you see, you see a white-haired herringon in a brown uniform um, holding an envelope. Uh, behind them, you see a hallway stretching beyond your vision. You just see behind this herringon just various different creatures like very scooby-doo-ish just like passing between the different doors like you see a couple of pixies you see a fucking beholder drift by from one door into another you see just all this nonsense and, she, and this herringon looks up at you a rabbit folk in a in this brown uniform kind of like a waistcoat uh they say are you willow cedarbrook that is me i'm gonna if i wasn't if I wasn't Changeling before, I'd go back to Changeling, but yeah. They, um... 
they hand you this envelope um, that you you do see mm-hmm. written in Sylvan. It says, addressed to Yavana, the address that they listed, uh, Senate House, Malay Street, London, United Kingdom. And then under it, it says, in parentheses, Willow Cedarbrook. And they said, uh, this, is, this is for you. Um, if you can just verify that they hold this clipboard out to you. And they just say, if you can just verify the contents are for you, well, we could be on our way. Think for a second, because I don't think I've ever signed my name before. And I'm just going to draw a willow tree. They look at it, and there's like, uh, do you know that the contents are for you? Have you verified that? Uh, can I open it? Yep. Pull out what's inside? Um, there is a single sheet of paper with a very regal stamp. And in Sylvan, you can see the word subpoena across the top of it. And they say, um, Willow Cedarbrook, you and your companions have been asked to appear in the summer court uh, to offer your testimony on the case of Titania versus the Green Man. Uh, If you'll come with me, I would like to make this as brief as possible. And the Herringon turns. Where are we going? Right this <laughs> way, as they they gesture. And you guys are in the triage center. The only exit is leading into this long hallway of chaos that this Herringon has turned around in. I'm going to turn to them and it's just like, uh, you guys were subpoenaed too. Can you, can you come with me? I look at Gordor and I'm like, <laughs> is it too late for us to fucking walk into the soul wind? <laughs> I can teleport us back to Limerick. <laughs> Do you guys follow me? We just go on our own adventure. <laughs> <laughs> go back to the museum. Hey, can you guys show us the soul wind again? <laughs> can you take us to the. <laughs> We're ready to die now. <laughs> guys, you have, to, you have to testify to. Just fucking come on. Uh, all right, back to the Feywild. Mm. Sorry, Mom, I'll see you in a few years. Episode 20, Back to the Feywild. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys follow Willow, and the door of the triage center slowly closes, uh, leaving the room empty. Follow them down the hall. Next time, I should have sent a message to my mom and like, since see you in a few years, <laughs> walk uh, through. Uh, <laughs>